Okay, um, welcome to Ordinary Dads, a mostly planned out and quite a bit disrupted discussion on technology trends, raising kids and family life through the lens of fatherhood. Disrupted, I say, because, uh, yeah, we haven't been keeping a regular schedule. Um, now that that's out of the way, I'm Dan. And I'm Mike. How are you going, Mike? I'm good, I'm good. We've got a uh, special guest here today with us. We uh, do! This man's name is Leonard. How you going, hey, Leonard? Everybody. How you doing? <laughs> hey, Leonard, how you going? I'm, I'm good. Hey, welcome. Thank welcome. you very much. <laughs> so, Leonard, um, tell us a bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so, I'm a father of two. Um, do we talk about our age on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yes. How old are your kids? Um, my kids are two and six, turning seven this year. So, Wait, two no. is the... Two two years old is the girl, and um, the six year old is the boy. Cool. Um, and I'm in the digital agency land, so I do a lot of um, you know anything to do with digital web de- development. So tech is definitely in my neck of the wood. <laughs> oh, at home fit, with us, correct? You so. fit the ordinary dad description quite perfectly. Fantastic. <laughs> I think our description should be like ordinary nerd dad. Is it? Is that actually what it is? <laughs> We can get some non-nerds in. We need that's an okay. ordinary non-nerd dad at some point. Yes, that's that's on the show. Yeah, that's yeah. We don't want to be discriminatory <laughs> to uh, non-nerds, cool people. To do list. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good stuff. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's a it's an honor to be here <laughs> to talk about dads and tech stuff. We've got a lot to learn from you guys. So before we get into all the stuff around tech and nerd stuff, what did you do on your weekend, guys? I had a uh, I had my daughter's birthday, which I recently forgot about, and I had to check my phone to figure if, uh, to remember. Um, which is hey, I mean, on point to this podcast, right? I mean, I couldn't even remember what was what I did on the weekend, but I had to check my phone, and my phone has a full record of everything that I've ever done via pictures and calendar. So <laughs> another another up to technology right there. But uh, I had my daughter's first birthday, which was. Nice. I mean, it's the second time we're doing a um, a first birthday, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of getting over it. And if I have any more kids, I don't, I'm not sure that I'm going to do a big first birthday anymore. Um, it's just too much planning and too much uh, effort. Were you sick when the birthday party was on? I got sick uh, immediately after, as in on uh, the day. I actually okay. got conjunctivitis. Oh, so I, I suspect that it was one of the crazy kids that were running around all day, um, and I ended up with conjunctivitis that night. So I suspect oh, it was the kids. But breeding ground of germs, kids. Are. Absolutely, they say it's a, an extreme, like extremely contagious um, thing to have. So yeah, that's why I, I didn't see. That's why I didn't. We didn't even record our podcast. I was worried that we would. I would actually get infected. With your conjunctivitis, so <laughs> Over I just was taking taking extra precautions. Yeah, oh, I was sick myself, definitely. Yeah, so I had gastro the other week, and that really sucked and slammed me for a while. So, um, yeah, that that's a, goes some way to explaining a bit of our disruptive uh, disrupted recording schedule over the past few weeks. Hopefully, that will settle down over the next yeah fortnight or so. So, yeah. Um, in terms of what I did, yes. So, uh, what was that? We just had the long weekend, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we did. Here in, in Sydney. So, um, Queen's birthday. Thanks, Your Majesty. Um, 
<laughs> what we did is uh, because of the metro that we've had opened up recently, we've been promising the kids that we would take the train as a family because um, we're up, up, up here where I am uh, in the hills. So we, instead of um, driving to the local shopping center or the one that's a bit further away, we took a train out to like Rouse Hill, the shopping center there, and had like mm. fish and chips and went shopping. Went to Rebel Sport, you know, like fascinating stuff to do on a long weekend. But <laughs> it's, what, it's what you do. I love the shopping center for kids, though. It it just the uh, the ride on cars and you know those you know those things that you can put two dollars in and, and and have the kids entertained for. A Do you actually put money into that? Uh, I, I make it my I've, I'm making my business to only do it once a week. Um, and I'm what are you made of money? Two dollars. <laughs> I I always have an and, excuse, and which I is always. Like, no, I have no money in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 just look like that tight ass dad that lets other yeah. people pay, and you just throw your kids on. Oh, um, and then you're very appreciative of it too. I know. Like, <laughs> Thanks very much. Yes. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> I think I'm getting sick from ruffler. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. See. Yeah. That's why I take the no, I'm, I'm contagious. <laughs> no, I've got a contagious personality. Oh man! So, but yeah, no, I do, I do, I do love the the shopping center for kids because I can, I can wait. I see it as like you need to, you need to fill your day up with things, and the shopping center you can fill up your day with with hours of things, just walking through shops, um, seeing whatever the whatever um, they usually have, like a. A little display down the, in the center of the shopping center, which will either be like ride-on kids stuff or um, painting or something like that. They've, you know, sometimes the shopping center has that sort of thing in the middle of the on the stage, um, mm. or just generally just walking through and seeing something different for the kids. I mean, for a one and two year old, this is all perfect. You know, this is all brand new for them and and uh, hours of entertainment. Do you ever envision, like when we were younger or before kids, that we would spend so much time in shopping centers once we had kids? <laughs> when I was younger without kids, I spent a lot of time in shopping centers, but that's just because I was too young to do anything else. And I so don't, I don't ever remember as a kid. <laughs> you don't remember your childhood. I don't remember. It's been such a long time. <laughs> you were born a dad. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think more from like like when you were a teen, not when you were a teen, when you're in your twenties and stuff, or like before you actually had your kids. Did you ever expect that um, when you were like with your spouse and you're like, oh yeah, in the future we can have kids, we're gonna like spend so much time at the shopping center? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> oh, it's just amazing. You've got no plan when you've got kids. You just you just you just kind of roll with it, whatever whatever comes. And the shopping center is just so convenient. So that's just true. Being your day, food, parents' rooms, and the occasional uh, toy store. Yeah, for and sure. That's your lifeblood for a few that's, years. That's the only reason my kids go to the shopping center is because <laughs> of the toy. It came yeah. out big W. Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? My kids go for the free banana that you get from Woolies. That's every parent. You've got to be careful though, right? Because of the needle incident. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I chop up my bananas in the actual Woolies itself. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's not. It's, that's not funny. It's actually, it's actually quite. It's serious. actually really dark. <laughs> it is very dark. It's actually very <laughs> serious. Leonard, your weekend. My weekend. Um, I spent Saturday with the family. I don't remember what I did with them. I remember playing with the kids. Mm. So most of my weekends are spent on one Saturday or a Sunday with with the kids. We might do shoppings and you know play 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 with each other Legos. Mm. Um, you kids yeah, into Legos? Hundred percent, man. Full on hardcore. Really? Yeah, my six year old is into Lego Technics. Technics That's, already? Yeah. That's advanced. Yeah, <sighs> full on. He's super nerd. <laughs> is this like um like? <clears throat> Asian uh, pushing, like overachieving, like pushing him forward. Like instead kind of doing of, the yeah. maths, it's about technique. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the other side, I think with, with my wife is definitely, you know, very Asian thing to do. Yeah. Um, but for me, I got him started with Lego quite young. So he, he was Just able Just because you like Lego? Yeah, I loved Lego. And I thought this could really help him from, um, you know, just the ability to, to understand, you know. It's discipline. Yeah. So he, we started him with quite young, and he, he was he was really bored with the the sets that I gave him that that's sort of catered to his age. Mm. So, so I decided to go up higher, like you know, seven eight years old, but while he was only three years old. <laughs> wow! You, so you, he's literally his fingers couldn't put it together, mm-hmm. but he understand the concept. So he was trying to push it through. So <laughs> I, I don't know, I'm being a tiger dad. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, should, great. You, you should buy him car parts and see if he can put together a car. <laughs> well, I, he's, he's, his birthday is coming up and I already purchased like um, a 14 to 18 year old Lego Technics. So oh it's a full truck. Wow. That is, is a remote so control truck. <laughs> that I'm is so impressive. Yeah. I wish someone would buy that for me. Like um, last year for, for his birthday, I, I'm like, actually, well, it wasn't for his birthday. It was for, um, he's got a school holiday, right? For for a week or two weeks. I'm like, we've got to keep him busy to do something. So I'm like, I'm going to buy him one of the hardest Lego set. The <laughs> Iron Man is like age 14 plus. Oh, I'm like, this, this will take him at least two weeks. <laughs> the kids finished it in three days. I'm oh like, what? What? <sighs> It's because he didn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Three days straight. Yeah, it's because there's yeah. instructions. He's obviously yeah, learned to follow instructions really well. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that that was the thing. So. What an amazing product. And so does he? Does he assemble the Lego piece and leave it? Like, like does he do the adult thing and just kind of put it up on the mantle, or does he destroy it after he's? Um, depends on the Lego set that he has. So some of them he would definitely you know, break it apart and start again and play with it. Um, but some he will keep. Yeah, because he's probably got too much Lego mm. from his grandparents, you know, mm. buying him Lego sets every single birthdays, you know. Yeah. Do you know what I think is the, like, the highest level of Lego ability is probably just getting the kids, like, an assortment of random pieces and letting them come up with whatever they want to come up with. Because mm-hmm. there there's no there's no boundaries. There's, the sky's the limit. So I think it takes a special skill to be able to create something out of nothing like that. And I think um, it, it, I think it's a step beyond beyond the instructions. Yes, this is, that's something interesting because <clears throat> I've never encouraged him to consider – you know, have open play concept, but through the Lego journey, he has adapted like um, ability to understand balance, color, you know, how to build structure without any instructions 
I think it's purely because you have the foundation set. You know, once he understands how the Lego pieces, how many pieces he has, you know, and out of that he could, you know, play and mm-hmm. come up with something new. Mm-hmm. And 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 it surprised me and my wife as well. I'm like, wow, how did he, you know, it has to have the ability to understand creating a, uh, an object that has balance. Like, yeah, it's really, yeah, really fascinating. Sure. My son has these connectors that we bought from Kmart. They're so cheap, but they're, they're like, uh, th- think of like plastic Velcro type pieces, but they're really big and thick. And, uh, and he came up to me the other day and just rammed them all together and goes, daddy, look, a boat. And, I looked at it hard enough and I go, you know what? The longer pieces are at the bottom, the the shorter pieces are at the top. This kind of looks like, <laughs> like a boat. A boat yeah. Like <laughs> like kind I mean, there's some remnants of a boat. So I was like, you know what? I I suspect that there is some sort of intelligence in what he's <laughs> provided me. <laughs> like obviously it's I mean, he doesn't have the right pieces to to, to come out with an actual boat looking thing but i was really impressed by the fact that he saw a boat and there were some resemblances to to it to it being a boat so and that's just making something out of nothing because he has no instructions and he's two mm. so i don't even know how many boats he's actually seen in his life <laughs> to be able to copy <laughs> so what so so what sort of things is your kids into dad um lego movie Oh, yeah, yeah my, so <laughs> all this talk about Lego, that's what I was trying to work out like what level you're, you're just sounds way ahead, but um, my eldest loves a Lego movie, Emmett's favorite. Um, oh, fantastic. So my youngest actually is mega into the Wiggles, more so like both my kids are huge Wiggles fans, um, but my youngest is still on the Wiggles because he's only two, and his favorite Wiggles is Emma. He's always talking about Emma, so it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, cool, that's fine. Um <laughs> We never, we, I've never really been one to be too worried about um, gender stereotyping too much about that, especially because it's pretty. What she does on on the Eagles is pretty gender neutral anyway. It's just yeah. dancing and singing. Um, but yeah, he's he's probably one of the few boys who runs around with like an Emma doll. It's quite funny. Yeah. It's actually quite. She cool. is she is the most famous one, right? I mean, like she's she's, she's technically the, the leader. She's the one with the the show, and she's the one with the like, you know her own kind of private show, and because and she's the most stuff. commercially um, viable at the moment too, because it's a huge market that I think they haven't tapped into until they brought her on board. So, it's yeah. genius. It's interesting because it I've never really introduced the Wiggles to my kids. <clears throat> I mean, they, they 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 know the song, but it's just never on on their radar. Mm. Yeah, mm. they don't watch think, ABC Kids. We don't watch commercial television. No, oh, what do you guys watch? Um, or well, do you watch anything at all? Yeah, so my son right now <clears throat> is watching this show that my wife set her. It's on YouTube, and uh, it's some weird brainy-looking character that talks about educational stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Like, they will go through, like, you know, how does um, the sun shine every day? So it's really interesting. Like, but What's the m- name of the channel? I don't know. I'm just watching him, watching it. It's, it's, it's a very educational sort of animation mm-hmm. show. Um, most of the time he watches, you know, typical kids show like Paw Patrol. Yep. Um, but this has been lately. I, I, but I, I gotta find that, find out what that show is. Yeah, that's your homework. Most recently, yeah, very educational. But he's he's hooked on it. Mm-hmm. So he just wanted to learn new things. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah. Well, he was into Pokemon though. 
for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, but but then for some reason, my wife thinks that's not a good show for him to watch. <laughs> <laughs> you got to catch them all. I don't it, know. It, it's because it teaches commercialism. Value. Maybe you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Because it's like suddenly he wants to have all the merchandise and stuff and the toys and the games and all that stuff. That Maybe that's why she wants to like hold that off as long as possible. Mm, potentially, yeah. And Pokemon's very addictive too, like, like it, because it has all the all the different um, assets that come along with it—the game, the toys, yeah, the 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 trading cards, all of that is, can be can get extremely addictive. Mm. Yeah. How is he in school, your son? Yeah, he's in year one. Oh, okay, because I was going to say, like, primary school definitely is when they all the have the influences to start getting into all those other things. Mm. No, good stuff. So, Leonard, uh, like, well, for those who've listened to this show from the start, um, Mike and I went into our device profile, or device um, inventory at the start. So, Leonard, we, what's in your pocket? Keep it clean. Um, and backpack. <laughs> no worries. Um, so, my daily driver is a Google Pixel XL. And for some Which reason, pixel? Which number? Oh, sorry, P- P- Google Pixel 3 XL. Of course, yeah. Latest and the greatest, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so for some reason, I, I have a, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five phones in my backpack. What? Um, <laughs> I just pulled out. But m- most of them are test device. Obviously, for the type of work I do, I always uh, uh, okay. have requirement to test apps and, you know, um, different products and, and I, and I do have an iPhone and an iPhone X, um, for work. I only use it for a RSA token. <laughs> <laughs> that's mainly what I use it for. So that's in my pocket daily driver. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a Dell XPS 15 laptop. Oh, that's, okay. that's, um, what I use for work generally, but I do prefer a desktop PC desktop for work. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I have in my pocket. Very clean. <laughs> I um I wipe it every day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you keep a uh, microfiber cloth with you just in case? Get those um, smudges? Yeah, every now and then. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> I've got a bag Great of OCD. goodies just like you, Ralph. <laughs> but not as crazy. Like You've got every gadget and every um, dongles possible in your bag. Yeah, I, I like to... like kind of keep it all with me just for some rainy day that I need to launch a missile or something. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do carry a lot of kind of spare cables and things like that. But I do want to show Ruffler something. Uh, and you guys something too. It's, it's actually quite interesting because Leonard came to, to um, uh, record this podcast with his backpack, which was probably unnecessary, but... <laughs> He no, felt the I, need that his tech backpack needed to come along. Let's just put it in perspective, right? So I drove here, um, and I realized my backpack, it's probably worth about five to ten grand. <laughs> <laughs> What's inside? Um, so that I always have, a, you know, Figured from experience, because I, I have my car broken into. So there's only two, <clears> one place I would actually keep my backpack. is in the back of the boot, if you do, just for everybody out there. If anyone sees your backpack inside your car seat, Yes. The chance of getting getting breaking in is very high. So, you know, it just becomes a habit. And I thought I'll bring it in in case I need something. 
which is perfect today, you know. And but I want to show um, Ruffles something. So with my backpack, I have my laptops, and I've got a power charger. Mm. And I bought this. Um, oh, I always wanted to buy that. Yeah, it's a Dell power bank. It's specifically for your laptop, but yeah. it also has like an actual power bank. Correct. For it. So, so I have set, got to set it up. So you, essentially, what it is then is a I think it's a eighteen hundred milliamps. Yeah. I think it I found it. The, I think I found it on the Dell website eighteen thousand milliamp. Correct. Power. Yeah. But do you still feel the Dell need to carry bank. both? I, I well, it's been fantastic because you know when you don't have a power socket and your laptop is dying, you can plug it in. Mm. It, will, it will charge it. Yeah, but you can also charge your other devices. And is it USB C? Yeah, no, sorry, Damn. it's just the USB. As in the power outlet for your computer is it USB C? No, it's just the normal. Uh, just normal the, it's a yeah. Dell man. They have not moved on to proprietary. Like no, they have. There is another one. There is another one. I- that has USB C and can and can charge like fast really? charge as well. Okay. So, because so. the Dell XPS fifteen can charge uh, through um, Thunderbolt and USB C. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's right. That's yeah. Oh. yeah. So you know, so it's a, it was on sale for like 80, 80, 90 bucks because I always wanted to carry a power bank in case you know. So I thought this is perfect. It's how know, heavy is one it? It's very heavy. Unfortunately, mm. my backpack feels like a. Military backpack. <laughs> Wait, so what's the power output for from it? Uh, I'm not sure. I, it just barely charges the the laptop. Like it will keep it alive. It's mm. got to be something like the 40 watt. I think so. You're, you're right. Yeah. It, it is around 40 watts because I think the Dell, there's um, the laptop will probably 80 plus or mm. 90. Mm. Yeah, 40 watt sounds right. Yeah. Um, those of you that know me, I will have to give my comparison of what I've got in my backpack. I've got a similar thing. I've got a power bank. Actually, I've got three power banks in my is backpack it a Xiaomi? at all one in time, <laughs> at all at any point in time. And you'll be surprised to know that it is not a Xiaomi. Oh, but, what? Okay, I want to hear about it now. It's a Kogan. Oh, <laughs> um, oh my, my God. Look, look my, my, my thoughts on power banks is they die. They die pretty frequently. Like I've had uh, to change my power bank every like year to two years. It's probably because you buy a Kogan one. <laughs> That's, That's what probably why. <laughs> Did they no, explode I had the, the Xiaomi time? before. <laughs> I had the Xiaomi before and I'm decided not... to buy the Kogan this time. I won't be surprised. <laughs> the Kogan one explodes. The Kogan one has pretty much every port out. So it has the QC 3.0 and it has the quick charge. It has um, the uh, USB-C out. And and it's a twenty three and a half you thousand. Know, on the spec, million. it always sounds good with Kogan, but mm. the reality is they just disappoint oh, me. All they're, the time. Chi- they're just Chinese products. <laughs> no, but dead set. AliExpress products, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're, and then it's just rebranded. Yeah, rebranded. Dead set though, the ten thousand milliamp. I use it every day. The ten thousand milliamp um, Kogan. It's it's like sixteen bucks. You can't go past that price. I'm sorry. Fair I'm enough. sorry. It's nineteen bucks now. <laughs> nineteen. Yeah, yeah, 19 yeah. It's gone up. Inflation. But, but wow, what a price! Just wait to the tariffs. It could be like a hundred bucks. <gasps> I'd like to see what the Apple alternative to it is. Uh, they don't <laughs> Actually, even bother. They don't, yeah, they don't have. <laughs> they don't yeah. even bother. Well, Kogan <laughs> sell a twenty-six thousand. 800 milliamp. Yeah, that's the one. That's, that's the one. Sorry, I said it was 23. No, this yeah, is 130. This is 130 bucks. 
Oh. You're talking about the 10,000 milliamp. There's a 26,000 milliamp that's rated at 60 watt. That's a, pr- a full-on like laptop charger. Yeah. Damn. That's impressive. They're beefy. They're very beefy power banks, though, as in my bag is significantly heavier just because I've got them in there. And I don't use it all the time, all the time but I just feel the need to have it in there. Do, do you have a power bank, Dad? Yeah, I use a... um. Oh, what's the brand? Jackery, which you can get from JB Hi-Fi. I got one. Oh, yeah. It's a 20,000 milliamp hour one as well. Um, that's a bit weird because, okay, so this has, it's charged by USB-C, but it also supports output from that same port. Um, it's got USB-A and USB-A QC 3.0 as well for um, the quick charge. Um, when I try and charge my Pixel 3 from it, though, my Pixel 3 ends up, charging the power bank <laughs> and i can't change the bloody setting it's no, really frustrating i think i think it's not usb pd that's the uh, problem it was before the pd came out as a standard so it's a bit yeah. older and it supports usb c as a as a output and input in general but for pd devices that need the actual standard it doesn't work properly so that's so frustrating so I noticed that happens with my Samsung because I've got a Samsung Note 9 with me at all times as well. And um, I've got a Mel USB-C cable with me as well just for just for the power bank. And I've tried charging my Pixel from the Samsung and it actually works wonderfully. And now I, I don't know what the software is behind it, but, but it charges it pretty significantly. Um, my Note... Is the is my work phone, so I don't care if that's alive or not. But but my personal phone, that's way more important. <laughs> so that need that deserves the charge. <laughs> so uh, the other day, I guess one of the biggest pieces of news in in tech world is obviously um, worldwide developer conference for Apple WWDC. Um, the latest keynote uh, had quite a lot of announcements for the upcoming uh, year. And sort of a, a glimpse into what's going to come with Apple products. So, as those who listen to this podcast know, um, I have some Apple products. I use an iPad almost daily, mostly play games, but I take notes on it for work. So, I try and use it for work. Um, and I still use my iPhone and stuff and, and my Apple Watch. So, um, I keep quite a close eye on uh, what happens with the Apple stuff. And I tend to watch the entire keynote, usually not live anymore. I have kids um, and I don't have enough sleep otherwise. Um, um, but funny story, uh, how many years ago now? I think this is back in the iPhone 5 or 5S days. Um, I was on holiday in Singapore and uh, this is before the kids. And so I actually woke up in Singapore on holiday to watch the keynote live. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so that's the level of nerd I tend to be. But... I, I I think I spent, as is with a lot of keynotes, I spent half of it sort of like cringing in um, in awkwardness about how stupid some of the things Apple says, and then going, "Hey, that stuff does sound good, and I'd like to use it." And then I start cringing even more. The latest cringe, the cringe, yes, that everyone knows, and I have to get this out of the way first, is uh, yeah, their monitor stand. So, <laughs> so for those who don't know, if you've been living under a rock, um. They have launched the Mac Pro, their um, new pro-level, desktop-level computer um, for an astronomical amount of money. Um, along with that, 
a really, really pro XDR monitor. So they just go beyond HDR. Now it's extreme dynamic range. Uh, Apple make up everything. Seriously. Um, is that made also, up? Is XDR made up or, or it's, is it? It's not an industry standard. Definitely it not. Is, I was just, I mean, is, is it better than HDR? It's intended to be. Or is it just the iPhone stamp on HDR? No, I it's, think um, it, it's really desired for, you know, graphics and monitoring that high end level. And this is why the price point is really, really high. Yeah, because they're playing off against the Sony reference display, which yeah. is priced in the $43,000 US mark. Yeah. $43,000. Yeah, so for, for, for professional you know, video editors and you know, photographers who are at that level, that's the pro price that you pay for referencing monitors. Is this, is this, you're in the industry, Leonard. I mean, is this a requirement? Is, would you have a requirement for a $43,000 monitor that you couldn't achieve with, hey, let's go, let's go crazy, $10,000 for a monitor? Yeah. $10,000 for a monitor is going to buy you a, a, nothing short of amazing. Yeah, it, it really depends on the use cases. You know, obviously, only the really high-end pro industry uses it, and they can afford it. And and they're not just necessarily paying for the the color referencing. Like most people will not be able to see the difference. Mm. You know, but they are paying for. It's the same thing with like video cards, right? What's the difference between Quadro cards and your GTX card, like gaming card? Mm. They're essentially the same architecture, but you know, one is designed and built purposely for for um, a different industry and the warranty on it you know the reliability on it um, and I think that that applies to to these monitors like every pixels are highly checked you know the, the, yeah, it's the, about yeah <laughs> definitely it's the it's the um the the, in- the industry they're particularly targeting with these monitors is like movie rendering uh, CGI graphics rendering all that sort of stuff and the monitors that they're playing off against and they're trying to this is what I've listen to from the the podcast of I've tech podcast I've heard um, where they've actually gone and talked to Apple about this is those forty three thousand dollar monitors can only sustain a certain number of brightness so like the one thousand yeah. nit brightness um, at the full HDR range um, for up to a set amount of time before they cut out whereas mm-hmm. the Apple monitor I was saying hey we can do this that same level of performance without cutting out so that's how they're trying to justify um, that level of, of product in the market. Yeah, well, for, for, for so long, Apple has, you know, neglected the professional sectors, and this is why they're trying to bring it back, to bring those guys back. Yeah, they've been focusing on consumer. and Yeah, like, I mean, the cam was, you know, not very successful. Um, yeah. It looked amazing, but it, it just didn't cater to the, to the high-end pro use. And, you know, launching these monitors from a consumer perspective, it sounds really expensive. But from a professional perspective, it's like, wow, this is a huge bargain. Mm-hmm. And not only mm-hmm. that, bundle up with the Mac Pro that can, you know, do 64 core, 1.5 terabytes of RAMs, sounds pretty amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. Not for consumer level, because by the time you stack that machine up, it would be like 40, 50 grand mm-hmm. plus that is $100,000. But bear in mind, you know, that the people who use this machine, records the video in 8k format raw file mm. that requires so much juice and you know how much those camera costs by the time you stack that those cameras up they're about a hundred thousand dollars so we like talking about <laughs> like people that are that are putting together marvel movies and things like yes. that yes disney pixar the, yeah these sorts of ones like yeah yes. making rendering your game of thrones 
episode. That Absolutely. Sort of so, so these are the you know these are the uh, market they want to go go back to because they've neglected that pro um, level. Because from a business sense, I'm trying to figure out <clears throat> what what level of work you'd have to be doing on a machine like that that'll pay back. That'll not just pay back f- your forty three thousand dollar investment. I guarantee you'll be really crappy for video games. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Because the refresh rate is only 60 hertz and 50 hertz. And, you know, gaming these days, you want 120 to yeah. 200 to 400. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely not going not gonna to be great for video games. Yeah, you're not doing fast, like, motions and stuff for that, in that respect. Yeah. The real-time rendering. Just goes to show like, that, the, like, People that walk into JB Hi-Fi and just go for the most expensive thing when they uh, when they're looking for a computer, it's kind of it's not the right way. Yeah, so so that's the thing because you got to understand the purpose of that that monitor. And then people always argue and say, you know, like what I read is like a thousand dollars for a stand. Sure, I think Apple should have should have added that cost into like six thousand dollars for a monitor, mm. and you can get it for five thousand if you don't want the stand. Mm. So you know, it's just this reverse marketing. Yeah. Why yeah, do you the, think they did yeah. it this way, though? Why do you think they did it this way? I think they know that was a mistake. Oh, yeah, I think it was. It was definitely an afterthought because I was watching the keynote as he, the guy said it, and he brushed over it so quickly. Yeah. He goes, "Oh, and you can get the stand for nine ninety nine. Oh, and if you want the visa mount, it's one ninety nine. And and then he's onto it straight away. Usually, they focus a lot more on pricing if they're proud of their pricing. They focus yeah. on it for at least ten seconds to twenty seconds on the slide. Well, it's not just be proud of the of the pricing. I think they I'm should not be proud. Well, yeah, but I think that they should be proud of the stand. It is a very good stand. Yeah, it's just not worth the money that okay. they're, they're yeah. advertising. However, if you would have bundled it up and say the monitor is six thousand dollars USD, and this, you know, you can pivot tilt is made from the best aluminium, and they say, by the way, you can get it without the stand for even cheaper. Mm. That would have blown the different. You know, like mm. it's a how you sell it. Mm. And do understand most professionals already have a pre-mount um, hand handle mm. already available, so they just need to swap swap it out. Yeah, yeah, that's. Just I think idea. it would have achieved the same reaction. But I, th- I think the quick math in your head to go five thousand from six thousand one thousand dollar stand. This is bullcrap. I think it's just become a meme because people have come to expect everything that Apple does as achievable from a consumer level if you've got enough cash. Yeah. And this just took everyone by surprise. And it's instead of going, look, look, really, most people are going to mount these computers on, on like server racks and stuff like that. And most people won't even use this monitor because they're never going to even need it. Um, Absolutely, yeah. It wasn't framed. I don't think it's framed. It was framed well enough during it, yeah. Yeah. I just love the meme that went out about it around um, Apple selling a mug, <laughs> and you can also get the mug with it. <laughs> <laughs> the handle, yeah. yeah, yeah, the handle of the mug. Um, That's fantastic. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. What so, else? Yeah, so the the main things that I um, I was wanted to three key takeaways for or for me as a, as an Apple user for some of my products is um. Firstly, they're finally introducing dark mode, so I'm happy. What I'm very the happy hell that. is the fascination with dark mode? Why I don't is know. this it's just the a, development it's, of 2019? I know, right? Pixel releasing it on their phone as a as a main look. I know, I know that I know its battery implications, but it it 
how is it possibly the, the, the leading innovation that's come out on both Apple and, and Google and Windows for that matter? Well, what was the most exciting thing for you, Dan? Uh, Dark mode was the second most exciting thing for me. <laughs> most exciting thing for me was actually the iPad OS actually mm. um, distinguishing itself from the iOS as from the mobile OS. Mm, that's so, a for developers though now. Yeah, but I think what that's happening is um, they're moving more and more to trying to align the apps between the iPad and the Mac OS as well. So mm. they're trying to sell to the developers, hey, um, you're building um, iOS apps already or you're already building Mac apps. If you align through a bit of integration right now, you can essentially open up your apps to another set of the segment, a segment of the market. Um, and so, yes, it is probably a nightmare bit for developers, at least in the short term, medium term. But in the long run, I think what they want, I mean, Apple obviously have to think about their bottom line. What they want is the Mac to get better apps in the long run, more apps, so that people will keep on investing in their hardware. Can I propose a theory that I have? Um, yes. So means. I think it's really clever because most consumers do not need the power of a MacBook or, or Mac OS, right? Mm-hmm. And it's forking out two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000. Especially Mac Pro these days are very mm-hmm. expensive. So I think Apple is trying to find a way to sort of replace that by using, you know, like pushing their tablet, you know, the mm-hmm. iPad Pro yep. line mm-hmm. a little bit more and then start pushing the Mac OS X to a more high-end Pro users. And I think to me, the most exciting product they've launched is actually the the cheese grater. Yeah, the pro, the, the, <laughs> the actual pro computer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I think that makes sense if they want to, you know, capture that market. And, and it is it is a very niche market, but it makes sense because there are. I mean, when you think of Apple, people think about consumer product, mm-hmm. you know. But it because of the professionals that uses Apple that made Apple where it is today. Does it make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Point of Steve Jobs is about creating, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that when he was selling Apple yeah. Mac Mac products, um, and it, they've neglected that segment for so long. And if you see a lot of YouTubers, they're, they're trying to find a way to switch away from Apple. You know, the, the keyboards are terrible on the MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're just not providing that need for for the Pro users. So I think I can see why they they want to push the iPad OS. I think Especially for general consumers. That's what makes this and the announcements in WWDC so good this time around is because for so many years they've been trying to position the iPad as a alternative computer or, yeah. hey, for use, users who don't want to buy a MacBook Pro, buy an iPad and you can do all these things to replace your computer. But for, for people who actually use a computer, if you were to go to your iPad today, iOS 12, it's not great. Um, mm. There's just not enough just OS level software stuff there that can support you using it in a semi-pro workflow in any mm-hmm. in any way respect. Um, but so just just to go over a few of the enhancements they've actually made to the OS that's making it better is um, they've now trying to bring widgets to the home screen. I know that's what Android has done for years. With Android <laughs> Android's tablet ecosystem is usually a bit garbage. So um, mm, that might totally. enhance, enhance a bit more of the informational aspect of a tablet um they're now bringing over oh it sounds stupid but being able to have two instances or two windows of the same app within like side by side so essentially two windows you can multitasking 
yeah, more multitasking. So mm. some of these li- little things, which just was just, I was always trying to find ways to work around and I could never work around mm. it properly. I just gave up. Um, so like the files app, it actually has given you access to the local storage, which is, uh, I, I yeah. was expecting this from last year's announcement, but it was never there. Um, USB drive access, um, direct connections to stuff like your camera so you can upload all your photos directly to an app like Lightroom. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's usually been uh, put out a lot. Um, and the keyboard, have, have they've developed this new way to just pinch the keyboard and it quickly becomes an iPhone-sized keyboard so you can just immediately type with your thumb and then return it back to the full size. So that came out on... Things. Yeah, that came out on Windows, and if you've got a Surface, you know how amazing that feature is. Um, Just being able to type on a full-scale keyboard just with your right thumb, because the Surface is quite huge, the Microsoft Surface I'm talking about. Um, So just having that that feature is pretty amazing. Um, And all of this makes sense, because if anybody that works in digital knows that or knows and can see the shift towards everything mobile. Um, so I could see that maybe this is just their version of a shift to mobile um, and fo- putting a lot of focus on mobile because anybody that works in digital knows that the number of their interactions with their business is maybe doubling or tripling on mobile as opposed to their desktop. So having that that level of interaction with your mobile devices is probably causing a shift to kind of focus on your mobile devices. iPad being the leader in, in, in the leading tablet in, in, in out of all tablets, basically. Yeah. yeah. I've got, I've got an iPad and uh, I've, I wouldn't let it go for a Samsung, although I'm a massive Google fanboy. It's just so clean and, and it does exactly what I need it to do. In most cool. cases, it is. It just works. Mm, and yeah, it just works. So for me, it's like, you know, when my mom, my parents asked me, hey, can we upgrade our computers? I was like, well, there's no point anymore. Mm. Just get an iPad, mm. a keyboard. If you want a mouse, hook it up. Because everything you can do on it is pretty much what you can do on a PC or a, or a MacBook. You know? mm. There's actually so much performance headroom on my iPad Pro. I have the one from the previous generation, 10.5 inch. And it just never gets utilized. And I just, I want stuff, software to be able to utilize that headroom because it's, it's, it's there. It's powerful. It's just, there's not enough stuff on there. Actually, you're saying like, what's my most excited, what's, what's I was most excited about from the keynote. Um, if this turns out to be true, the implementation of desktop class Safari on the iPad is what I'm most excited about. Um, cause it's gaming related. Uh, so, um, <laughs> uh, what I use, I use an app called Parsec, which streams my um, Magic: The Gathering Arena on my desktop PC to my Mac, so I can play when I'm sitting in my bedroom and don't have to sit in my study. Um, I can't do that to iOS because that app is not supported within iOS, and it doesn't. It's not supported because Safari in iOS is crap. And so, if they truly have implemented desktop class safari and uh, ipad os then i'll be very happy essentially <laughs> what i'm looking at what game do you play so um primarily yeah digital card games hearthstone um and magic the gathering arena so <laughs> where do you find the time <laughs> i do it when the kids are sleeping essentially yeah. and yeah, and then when the, the wife falls asleep as well and then it's like oh, i play games 
Well, they're all mobile games as well. So they're, you know, kind of just plays to the fact that like, because I don't, I can't play as many games as I could uh, without my mobile devices, iPad and phone and things mm. like that. So that's probably where all my gaming happens. Um, yeah, cause I don't have time to sit in front of my desktop and play <clears throat> Overwatch or like a shooter or that sort of stuff anymore. So it's um, stuff that I can play on the iPad is um, perfect. Speaking of which, though, uh, the the old World of Warcraft coming out for classic. Uh, the classic World of Warcraft is coming out new, so it's being re released without all the complications that they put over put into it over the years, and uh, I, it's really kind of prompting me to find time to play it because I'm really I, I played the first one, it just got really really complicated throughout the years, and I'm really keen to play it again. Were you a WoW person as well, Leonard? Um, not much. I was more of a League of Legend. Okay, oh, that's a yeah, that's a great game. That's the I think that was the last big game I invested my time in. Yeah, it's yeah. strategic, very strategic. Yeah, so I I haven't dabbled in games for a long, long time. I mean, the most recent game I played was today with my son, Nintendo Switch, the Mario Kart. <laughs> oh yes, love it. Um, so, you know, unless he's doing something with a kid, but aside from that, I hardly play any games. I might have a look at it just from get, getting an idea. Curiosity. Yeah, curiosity. But these days, like, I've, I've got a beast of a PC ready to, to install any games. <laughs> but, but I'm like, nah, never, I won't do it. Oh. <laughs> I, why, yeah, why I ask is because I wanted to ask you, Michael, because I, I was reading about WoW Classic a bit and... Like what? What's the allure of of classic coming out? Like, how has um, real WoW changed so much? Can I can I be honest? It's yeah. it's more reliving days that I used to play it. And okay, so when when I first started playing World of Warcraft, uh, it, it was at a time in my life where me and two other boys can go and go to um, EB games and wait for hours and do all of those things that I can't do now. Um, <laughs> so, so in, in all honesty, like I probably won't have the time to play wow as much as I used to or anything like that. Like I was really fanatic playing wow. Like I would wake up in the morning, pull my laptop onto my bed, start playing wow. And then kind of, pull my head up off the laptop and realize it's nighttime and I need to go to sleep. Like I would literally <laughs> play all day. Um, but the fascination right now is like anything pastime like that. I'm just super into, and I just, I feel like I'm going to be reliving those days and, and just have all this, have all this time and all this fun with, 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 with all my mates and things like that. I know it's not going to happen, but, that's what I was going to say. Can, I can like, dream. <laughs> if you do, I want to hear if you actually experience all that or it's just like you're sitting in, in your study like going with all the kids <laughs> sleeping going, uh, yes. Well, some of the blokes I used to play with don't have kids yet. So I'm hoping oh, okay. if I can find the time. It's, it's it a maybe. bit like kindling with your ex. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's but, how I see it. Yeah, for, for nerds, like, oh, that, that was a fun time. I want to go back and experience that for a little, just a little <laughs> just bit, a little bit. And then you realize why they're your ex. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, I'll find, I'll find the addiction. I'll, I'll, I'll realize the addiction of it and go. Oh, I don't have any for this. I'm not even going to attempt it. Um, 
but hopefully it's cheap enough for me to well, just buy into, have my little fun with it and then leave it because... Has pricing been announced? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. But then again, this is this has been a game that like kind of I started 10 years ago. That's something I, I thought about just recently. I was like, oh, my God, I started playing that 10 years ago. Yeah. What if my interests are different? You know, that's, the, you know, which they most likely are, but... It was I was bringing um, a few weeks ago a friend of mine we were, we were rekindling with our ex as well, which is um, Command and Conquer and oh. Age of Age of Empire. Oh, awesome! So, so we were like, that's oh, over ten years. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm old man. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I was playing those games too, but much. So like, we, you know, because of all this um, political world drama, we're like, oh, let's go back to Command and Conquer. I'll be China, can be US. <laughs> <laughs> so me and him will try to find all the games available, see if we can play on Windows 10. I like, oh, never mind, forget it. <laughs> Isn't there um good old games? The GOG. I'm sure you'll find it. Yeah, they, they support Windows sure. 10. They've done all the ports and stuff, haven't they? Yeah, but well, why is he going down that rabbit hole? <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. So WoW Classic is actually free if you have subscription to regular WoW. So it's 15 bucks US a month, which I think is regular WoW subscription and then you can get access to classic yeah my 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 old subscriptions long gone long time ago i'm sure there's data like you would have a lot of stuff you would have purchased and bought a lot of stuff or and your xps and all no that kind of stuff. full disclosure a friend of mine started playing with my account because he got his account banned mm. for cheating and then my account got banned for cheating as oh, well. No. So <laughs> maybe you shouldn't have let your account to a cheater. Oh, look, I was done with it. I was done with oh, it okay. at the time. I was. I I had no. I had no time to did, play. Did you have? Did you have a friend? I had a friend. He, he he was a police officer, and in his spare time, he would play. Wow. And and when he's working, he will pay someone overseas to play the game for him. Oh, it's no. it's it's crazy what people so, do. So when he comes game. back, he. Back as level, certain level, it's achieved, and he'll he'll continue with the game. It's, it's hilarious. He's it's a full time employee. <laughs> What's always boggled me, my mind, is is the level of effort that you need to put into to finding cheats or building bots or or expanding on an already established game. It, it it just shows the amount of talent that's out there that's not part of Blizzard or, you know, do you know what I mean? Like mm. I'm playing GTA right now and people are finding glitches. Like, and the, the series of steps that you need to follow to achieve these glitches are far beyond anything that I can possibly imagine. You need to walk in a specific location press a series of buttons do all of this I'm, I'm thinking how many times did you fail just before you got to this and how much time do you have to, to figure out these glitches it's insane so uh, that's always something that boggled my mind especially with world of warcraft uh people sell their accounts on online for a lot of money and and, and sell actual in-game In gold minus, for, yeah. for for real money and that Oh, that's just beyond me. Sounds like fun. Don't bring, <laughs> don't bring it back in. <laughs> it's where the addiction comes in, where you start paying paying for in-game gold and things like that. Oh, don't go, yeah, don't don't go down the path. But yeah. people, I know a lot of people that have gone gotten married to people that they've played with on um, on WoW. So uh, there there is um, there is some benefit, I guess. Oh, yeah. That remind that remind me of a story, you know, where. Uh, 
to gamer couple who left their kids and forgot to feed them for a week. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, Google that's that. Bad. That's <laughs> bad. So bad. maybe it's not, not the greatest thing to no. meet, meet your spouse. No, sure. I mean, you should be feeding your kids. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's a controversial topic or not, but I'm going to make it. Safe Blunt. to say that's not a controversial topic. Blunt it's probably, I think it's a hygiene factor. <laughs> Life is important here. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and thanks for Leonard for thanks coming for and make, me, making his way out. It was fun. pretty late tonight. It's pretty, it's pretty late where we are, but, um, okay. uh, guys, um, as always, keep following us and keep uh, listening. Dan, where can they find us? Everywhere. Oh, not sort of everywhere. So Twitter, <laughs> Ordering Dads. I should start updating some of these socials. I haven't been doing that because I've been tired. Uh, Instagram, Ordinary Dads, Ordinary Dads Podcast on Facebook. OrdinaryDads at gmail.com. Um, yes, email us, write us, tweet at tweeted us, Instagram at us, whatevs. Just follow us. Yes. <laughs> Leave us reviews on iTunes. That'd be great. I'll start that to see helps. a few of them. And that helps us, yes. Discovery and all that stuff. So, yeah. There's some big things that's happening, I think, with your podcast app. That's just happened. So, I need to have a look into the Apple podcast stuff. Mm. So, yeah. So, that's that's been us. So, uh, thanks, Leonard. Thanks, Mike. No worries. Thank you You're very welcome much. You're welcome Leonard. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.